This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Paul Hansen. Thurley Ruxton by Philip Viral Miguels. Chapter 10 A Royal Roll. A fragrant, spicy furor swept searchingly through Sweldom, stirring its units to the depths. Whence sprang the intelligence no one knew, for a score of prominent personages claimed almost simultaneously to have made the discovery that Princess Thervinia, missing from Europe and said to be traveling or visiting incognito in America, was the guest of Alice Van Kirk. The tropic storm involving curiosity, envy, incredulity, and the most intense concern raged with its own sort of languorous violence throughout the length and breadth of the upper social stratum. On orchid's breath and on jeweled wings the word was spread of the beauty and daring of the glorious girl who had come to masquerade among them a hundred or more of the world's elite who knew and spoke with authority had seen the headstrong horsemanship the runaway the fall and thurley's return to her horse's back of which all the avenue was talking a dozen remembered to have caught a recent glimpse of alice van kirk with a girl extraordinarily handsome one or two men had heard robley Stryverant call her princess as he ran to her assistance the wonderful contrast of her golden hair her chocolate eyes and the darkness of her brows had escaped no one who had seen her excitement speculation and a thousand forgotten intentions to cultivate alice van kirk sprang into immediate activity and the fondest of Alice's social hopes had been granted well-nigh instantaneous fulfillment. Thurley had been home an hour and Alice barely twenty minutes when the first delighted buzz of the oncoming storm penetrated the quiet magnificence of the palace on the avenue and warned the expectant hostess it entered by means of the phone a woman's voice solicitous endearing protesting a never-forgotten friendship and inquiring as to any possible injuries inflicted on mrs van kirk's beautiful guest by her accident in the park it is like your enterprise my dear to harbour an errant princess added the woman caressingly it justifies the faith i've always reposed in your originality and leadership it is princess thervinia of course has any one heard me say so answered alice evasively or anything at all my dear said the friend i've always praised your discretion and now you compel me again i thought perhaps you and your charming protege might join my little informal dinner party at the plaza on the eighth and help to fill my horseshoe box in the evening may i count upon you dear oh, i fear it would be hardly safe said alice as she presently added good-bye 
she hastened at once to thurley's presence for need of a clarifying conference she appeared quite calm even languid as she came in tall erect and almost military in her strong resemblance to the major but excitement was burning in her bosom accounts of thurley's ride had been sufficiently agitating but this was a vastly different order dear child she said employing an appellation recently born of her swiftly increasing fondness for the girl i wonder if you realize all that happened to-day in the park thurley who was resting after a session with her maids looked up at alice inquiringly a serious pucker on her brow they had spoken of the accident before why not if it's anything dreadful nothing i hope to give you worry she said you haven't decided after all that i'm not to ride him again it isn't that but as for worry judge for yourself said alice with a smile you convince the world our world at least that princess thervinia living for some time incognito was here in new york as my guest thoroughly was grave and flushed for a moment then burst into laughter deliciously fresh how utterly ridiculous it's perfectly absurd i wonder why mr stiverant should call me but of course they will soon understand no one could long be deceived by anything so ludicrous that is not altogether so certain alice answered seriously what was it robley stiverant called you my dear why princess i think her cheeks took on a tint of embarrassment and pleasure of course he doesn't know my name but why should he think if he is the only one who thinks so so peculiarly he is not dear child he is one of scores who are quite convinced they have shown tremendous acumen in making the same discovery doesn't the notion rather amuse and please you why but oh think of daring to let them of posing i mean and being revealed and all that it might be amusing for a day of course especially with all you are doing giving me making of me here but alice to dare to claim don't you see how you i mean how i both of us would appear the minute the facts came out alice nodded precisely my dear thurley and that is exactly why we do not intend to make the slightest claim or pretense to anything of the sort but do you think of any good reason for revealing anything at all should we try to disabuse the minds of any of those people who flattered themselves by their cleverness in discovering the marked resemblance between you and princess thervinia thoroughly looked at her sharply her eyes grown grave at once do you mean i mean my dear that uh, if we denied the soft impeachment we should only convince them the more i mean it would certainly amuse us both and afford us immeasurable entertainment to, to permit them to think what they please 
to assert nothing deny nothing merely permit events to shape themselves as they will wouldn't that please and amuse you dear couldn't you play the role the role of a princess the role of a lovely young girl whose identity is wholly unknown if you fit the mould of a princess i should call it singularly good fortune thoroughly burned warmly again with innate modesty and with irrepressible delight in the thought with its attendant possibilities but i-i shouldn't know the very first thing of the way a princess behaves or talks or anything and princess thervinia must be german or something like it of course and you once taught french and german and told me you lived three years on the continent i have heard you speaking both languages to your maids in addition to that you must certainly see that princess thervinia attempting to conceal herself or to masquerade in manhattan would naturally make every possible effort to act as unlike a royal personage as possible oh you could do it my dear if that was our desire but at most i have only suggested uh, the amusement of maintaining absolute secrecy or mystery as to who and what you are and permitting our clever acquaintances to do the rest for themselves you will do this much to please me i am sure thoroughly regarded her soberly you desire it very much it would please me greatly amuse me afford me new interest in life thoroughly was silent for a moment her face flushed and paler by turns slowly the brightest sparkle of a smile and flash of jewel brightness came to her eyes it would be a lark good fun you'll do it dear alice was far more eager than accent or movement could possibly indicate thoroughly was instantly reflective what would the role involve i mean how should i have to begin you see i don't in the least know what i should have to do do almost nothing alice informed her eagerly let people make fools of themselves if that's their whim it's so much more complete we shall simply evade and parry all questions make no claims and rather avoid the subject than court it all i require of you my dear is that you make no disclaimers to any one that you reveal nothing at all from the past and that you spend money regally continue lovely and avoid all heart entanglements for at least a year you know i asked that before and received your acceptance of the condition you are free of course to conduct all the mild flirtations you please i really wish you to be royally happy and free oh lordy said thoroughly girlishly her face fairly beaming with dimpling smiles it's so comical do you really think i'm worth it think i shan't make a failure of it all 
she had risen in her new excitement of spirit and alice rose to take her two warm hands dear child she said i don't believe there's an ounce of failure in your composition if you wish to know i think it rather your natural right to be an american princess she kissed her honestly adding i have always felt i'd like to make one my own way thoroughly smiled with tender wistfulness i'm so afraid i may have to wake up i was never loyal to a fairy queen before it's so odd to have to believe in fairies now but you do it's a bargain then my harsh conditions and all why i suppose so it could do no harm to anyone in the world but suppose that someone anyone i used to know should find me out and explode the little fiction what fiction said alice you see my dear we are putting forth no fiction we must both remember that besides you are rather far removed from your older life and associations let's consider the agreement settled and begin to enjoy the play <laughs> i couldn't help enjoying the situation thoroughly admitted i'm afraid i'm hopelessly human thank heaven said alice let's go down i hear the phone end of chapter ten